Hello, everyone. Um, today we will be joined by Hava Salsi. Hava, will you please introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, hi, Maria. I'm super glad to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. My name is Hava Salsi. I'm a writer based in Switzerland. And um, yeah. Could you give us like just a brief background on what you've done, who you are? Sure, yeah. So, well, I, I used to study art before I went to university to get my bachelor's in history. Um, I went to art school for graphic design, and then I studied abroad in California for a year doing creative writing and theater. Um, and then I, I went back to Iran, originally from Iran, and I got my diploma in graphic design there. And then I went to Lugano, Switzerland, to study history, um, and recently graduated from there. And then in, during my degree in 2018, I started um, doing writing and copywriting and content writing, and recently I've started also doing social media management. So that is what I've, you know, I'm doing most of my time these days. Nice, nice. I didn't know that you went to the US and studied art. Yeah, it was a it was a year, but it was it was nice. Nice, nice. Um, so today's podcast is gonna be about um inspiration and theft, right? Um, so let's get straight to the point. Um, would you tell us, in your own words, how would you describe inspiration and what is inspiration to you? Well, I feel like there's a lot of definitions for that, but. I, I tend to think in images and, you know, when I think of inspiration, I feel like, you know, there's a, a massive like pot of water <laughs> inside mm -hmm. you and, and it starts bubbling and, you know, you feel like you need to get up and do something. It's when you hear or see or feel an emotion or something, something from the outside world mm -hmm. that makes you feel, you know, energized and you want to create something that has never been before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. For me as well, uh, you know, it's like it never works as I'm sitting and then it just, you know, oh, I need inspiration now and it just happens. Um, I'll be walking like random places or just sitting looking at something super weird, right? And it just comes like you look at something and like you said, exactly, something starts bubbling inside and it just happens. It just, I think it's, it's a wonderful feeling. Um, okay, so since we will be talking about art theft, um, when we spoke earlier, I recall that you told me, in this day and age, is anything original anymore? Do we just borrow things from people in terms of ideas and style? Anything can be theft of art, much like anything can be original. Um, would you please emphasize on that, and why do you feel that in today's age is different than before? I mean... What has changed them before? What has changed for the artists and creators before? And they, they, we feel like they didn't steal, they didn't have the, the opportunity to steal other people's um, inspiration and, and copy their work. What do you think has changed or what do you actually mean by that? Yeah, so, you know, I remember when I was in art school, we had a, a teacher who we all really liked and... Um, we were sort of trying to work on, on these canvases to come up with like our own design. And a lot of us were, you know, a lot of us were 15 people, but you know, most <laughs> <Yeah>. of us <laughs> were complaining kind of that, you know, we can't come up with anything and, you know, we don't want to copy other people's work. We want to have mm -hmm. our own thing. And, you know, she was telling us that after basic, like the basic shapes have been invented and 
mm-hmm. lines or things like that. Nothing mm-hmm. is ever original anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you you already have like a circle, a triangle, you know, a rectangle or whatever, you can assemble all of these and, you know, make a dog <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. So after these basic things have been made, nothing is original anymore. Um, she was making this argument. I feel like, you know, if you make it down to those basic levels, then yes, like nothing is original, right? Yeah, but if 100%. you right, but if you sort of zoom out a little bit and and you know try not to get so you know philosophical into, about it exactly. Yeah. If you try not to do that, you know, I feel like these days, um, you know, I was I was watching this video of somebody who was like, you know, if you want to practice, if you want to become a better artist, you need to be copying other people's work, mm. and just making the point that you know you you gather all your inspiration, like people you look up to and. And you try to like copy elements of their work and that's how you make your own style. Mm-hmm. So I feel like all these can be said and a lot of the big artists, of course, they're copying somebody, you know, but they just mm-hmm. call it, they just call it inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's a, there's a fine line between copying and inspiration. Like when you copy something, if somebody sees it and they know their art, they should be able to tell that that's not you. And that's like Picasso or somebody like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you're inspired by something, you are assembling all the different pieces from from different artists and different things that you see around yourself, and and that ha- that is how it becomes original. You always have to add something of yourself. Hundred percent. Right, because nobody is you. You know. Hundred percent. There's really only like one Mario in the world. You know, like mm-hmm. when you add something really from from the bottom of your heart to something that becomes original. But these 100%. days, I feel like. Maybe it's a little bit more difficult to do that. I, I, I mean, I, I blame two things for that. In, in my opinion, I blame the artists and I also, the artists that do that and the big corporation that put these artists in a box, right? So a big corp- corporation comes and say to this artist, I want this and this and that, right? I want exactly like this. So you put the artist in a box that they cannot, get out of and the artists agree with that and i for the love of me i have no idea why they agree why you call your yourself an artist right you call yourself a creator which you need to create and do whatever that you want whatever that you feel but when would this corporation put these artists in a box that they cannot get off i think that is that is one of the biggest mistakes that that artists agree on and and yeah it's it's, it's a it's a shame i think yeah, I mean, like back in the days, maybe like in the back in the days, like 14th century, things like that. Of course, there were like patrons that would you know, pay artists and be like, yo, Da Vinci, this is <laughs> this is what I want. And you're going to do exactly 100%. like this. And, you know, of course he would do it. But then he yeah. also had his own you know, practice, like his own originality and everything. 100%. But dude, nowadays, you know, with with prices and everything going up, it's, it's like really hard to. Mm-hmm to make a living as an artist who's 100% absolutely original. And yeah. you know, we were talking like before we started recording, there's websites like Upwork and Fiverr where freelance designers can go and put mm-hmm. their services. But the, the messed up thing is that the, the prices start as low as $5. Mm-hmm. So you can have somebody illustrate a 
whole like children's book for five dollars mm-hmm. and so of course when when there's such competition i feel like it's really hard for artists to say no this is you know the value of my work and i i need to be original i want to do what i want to do and i'm not going to sell it to you for five dollars you know mm-hmm. there's so much pressure from from different artists from consumers from you know as you say like big corporations that are saying, you know, we want A, B, and C, we want it exactly in that order, and we want it for as cheap as possible. So it's mm-hmm. really hard to be original, you know? You, you got to eat, you know, you, you need to make money. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so sad, you know, because for, for so many talented people, they literally have to lose their soul. They have to start doing things that they don't like, and they have to bury down all their creativity just to be able to make a living from something they love. And then at the end of the day, they stop loving it because they're not putting their soul in it. Um, and I think that that's um, uh, very, 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 very sad. Um, but I hope one day, you know, all, all artists actually join together and, and stand up for, for all of this madness that's happening in the art world and um, with these big corporations. Um, yeah, I, I really believe that the new generation has a very big potential of doing that, of, of, of stopping all of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Um, so there's this, many people argue, you know, we're, we're talking about art and theft, and many people argue that the further away the finished product is from the source of inspiration, the less likely the design will be a copy. What is your intake on that? I mean, that's a that's a very interesting question because I guess that the, the first answer I would give would be yes, you know, it's it's true. Like the further you are from it, the less likely it is that it's a copy. But I feel like the more nuanced answer I would give is the further it is, the less likely it is that people can tell that it's a copy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So for, <laughs> that can also be true, you know, like the the distance between the inspiration and the the copy can also be very very short it can be you know picasso getting quote-unquote inspired by the women in his life you know he's actually Mm -hmm. you know stealing their ideas but we'll get to that later (laughs) um and you know he's calling that like a original thing you know so it Mm -hmm. can be that the distance is very short and the reason why people can't tell that it's original or it's a copy is because nobody really knows the the person that the actual idea comes from but, you know, in terms of your question, I, I really feel like the further you are from it and the more things that the artist adds to it, the it, yeah, the less likely it's, it's going to be that people can tell that it's a copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because for me, an inspiration could be a color. An inspiration could be as, as small as one line. You know, an inspiration could be you look at someone else's work and it makes you feel something. And that's where you got the inspiration because it made you feel that thing. Then it made you go out and create your own thing that is completely, completely different from what the other artist that inspires you did. Um, but yeah, 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 I, I agree with you. But yeah, I hope, I don't know. I don't know if this is ever going to stop. But like you say that this age and time, everything... We'll go back to the philosophy of your teacher. Everything <laughs> is, is a theft nowadays. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we could be we could be more optimistic and say that you know, with the 
transfer of the world online nowadays, like more and more because of the pandemic, maybe we'll have a style of art, a genre that is different from anything we've ever seen before, you know, because mm -hmm. the issues that we're dealing with nowadays, there, there are certain issues that have never happened before. 100%. So, you know, as a history major, I would argue that the context nowadays is, is very different. So maybe an mm -hmm. optimistic point of view could be that, yes, you know, things could be moving you know, towards an original uh, path, but we really have to sort of be able to, with with hopefully the new generation, to like take a step back from from the neo capitalism that we see these days. You know, mm -hmm. everything is everything is monetary. I feel like I hope you know that in the future we can take a step back from that and look at art as you know the the art that it is. You know, and mm -hmm. not just put a price on it and want everything done faster and sooner and better. Mm -hmm. No, that's a very good thing what you said, that we are, I think in every era we are dealing with things that we never dealt before, but it was never to this, you know, to this extent. Um, we're discovering things, we are feeling things that we never had to deal with or our, or um, the older generation never had to deal with. And, and I hope the the new generation like you said will shed light on that will will become more original will yeah will will stop um looking back and and taking things and not looking into the future yeah. um yeah I, I hope so i hope so as well yeah. and that's why i think the the work that you're doing is so important you know you're you're giving a platform to to younger artists that maybe yeah. they can't get can't get elsewhere so in a way you're you and um, the international body of art is being so helpful to you know driving this movement forward. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, <laughs> we can only hope. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I mean, we all as artists, as creators, and even people that don't work, you know, don't work in in the art in the art field or in the design field or whatever. We um, we can all be inspired from anything that we see and feel and hear, right? Um, do you think we tend to still imitate other people's work because um, we do feel what they're feeling, but we can't express it? So meaning, um, I see a piece of art, right? Um, and I understand what that person feels, which is exactly what I'm feeling, right? But I don't know how to express it. So for me, as an artist, the easiest way to express it is just, I will just copy it right i will just copy it and say this is what i'm feeling and i will just completely disregard that i stole it from someone else because i don't know how to express it but they expressed it so well do you think that could be one of um one of the the reasons why we still are one of the reasons why we imitate other people's work and and does that contradict the meaning of art you know the meaning of expressing something of making your emotions into an image um, but then you end up seeing someone else's work. Does that doesn't that contradict the whole thing? I mean, in a way, I feel like when you when you see something, for example, let's say I'm feeling like I'm feeling homesick, and you know I feel like the you know the the country that I'm living in nowadays, people don't understand me, and and all of that things, all the things that like expats feel. And then I, I see an artwork from maybe like a artist from Palestine, you know, in, that is like 
has immigrated to the States and, you know, they're, they're drawing something and they're really putting what I'm feeling out there. Like what I think I'm feeling of, of course, it's like their emotions, it's their experience, but I really resonate with that. And that makes me think like, wow, I, I've never thought of it this way. And like, that's exactly how I feel. Um, but they're just, they just have the ability to, to bring it out better. So to make myself feel, you know, I, Nobody wants to feel alone, right? Everybody wants to feel like somebody resonates with them. So when we find something that resonates with us, we tend to copy it in a way to make ourselves feel better. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, in order to make ourselves not feel alone, I think like that's that's a really important part. But I think the f- there's a there's a fine line between copying something because it makes you feel better and and steal <laughs> and, and stealing something, right? Yeah. Because yeah it all stops at the point where you claim credit for the originality of the work and you get paid for that work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, I think when it, where it stops because, you know, I could be trying to develop my style and like copy, I don't know, like Salvador Dali and be like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, or like, wow, I, this, this, like the water lilies, I think really, you know, tell what I, what I feel. And so I copy that, but you know, it really, if I ever tell like, this is my work, these are my water lilies and I am selling this water lily canvas for like a hundred dollars. That's when I'm stealing, right? Like when monetary value comes into it and you claim credit for that, that's when you're stealing. But before Mm -hmm. that, I think it's just natural that humans copy things. And as long as we, we don't claim that it's ours. I I don't think it's a bad thing because do you think anyone will ever not claim? Any any artist, anyone would say, oh, no, actually, you know, I took this idea from this. Um, I cannot take all the credit, you know. Um, do you think that actually exists? You know, I think I think a, a, a good person, just not even a good artist, like a good person in general, would, uh-huh. would say that, you know, this isn't 100% my work. And, like, in, I had a professor in the history department that always used to say that, you know, you you, you're standing on the shoulders of giants, right? Mm-hmm. Every time you, you write a paper, you argue something, or in this case, you know, you, you draw something, you paint something, you're standing on the shoulders of giants. You're getting your inspiration from, from all these different movements across the world. And mm-hmm. you should be able to say that, you know, this isn't 100% me, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's never true. Nothing is 100% you. That's ever, true. Ever, right? You tend to forget or even lose what is actually mine? What is actually my thought? And what is actually something I took from someone else? We, we, you know, at the end of the day, in our heads, it's all mine. It's all I thought of, right? Yeah. We, we yeah. tend to forget that. No, it's not all our thoughts. I learned that this and this and there, but it, we just merge it with our own thoughts and then it just becomes me. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like cooking a new recipe. and You know, you get your ingredients from, from different places and maybe... For example, like I want to make a, a Persian dish, right? But it's my, my ingredients are from, you know, Ticino. So like the Italian part of Switzerland. So mm-hmm. the ingredients are Italian and then the recipe is Persian. But mm-hmm. then the thought that goes into it is a mishmash of the both. So mm-hmm. what, I'm, what I'm creating is new. Yes. But mm-hmm. I'll never say that, you know, this. Oh, yeah, I just came up with this all on my own. It's not like my grandma gave me this recipe or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like nowadays, um, especially with the newer generation, we're putting so much more emphasis on accountability and transparency. 
And so new artists should and will be able to say, you know, this isn't 100% me. This part is inspired by this work and that is by that work. But the originality comes from the fact that I combined it in a way that nobody else ever could. Well, well, well said, well said. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be looking for those days. Um, do you think there is ever, like we're saying, do you think there is ever going to be a way to stop all of that? A, a miracle, let's say where everyone would want to be an original? You know, in a utopia, yes. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, I, I can't say that, that I think that will never happen because I feel like that's just, that's a dark way to go about things. <laughs> I feel like it should happen because, you know, if you, if you tell a person that, you know, hey, if, if your basic needs were taken care of and you didn't have to you know, create art to like pay your rent or pay your medical bills and take care of your family and things like that, I feel like then everybody would be original because mm. as I said, you know, and as you know, there's nobody else like you and you are different. You are special. You are original. Um, and if we allowed people to look at art as a way to actually be creative and to, you know, create something like, you know, that I'm not religious, but based on the religious studies that I've had, you know, growing up, um, there's always this metaphor in my head that, you know, God, um, at least like the Muslim God, you know, created hu humans in, in the image of, of themselves. Okay. And so um, I used to have religious teachers telling us that, you know, art is like the work of God, you know, because you're creating something just like God did you know, in a way. Um, so I'm not religious, but I always think about this because mm -hmm. it's like, People create something that is that is totally new, you know, and it I feel like the the, the human goal, I, I guess, would be to to create things, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like unfortunately nowadays we're just so worried, like naturally, about money that the only miracle that that I could see is that you know, we change the economical system that that we yeah. are living in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's uh, also, again, a big reason the art world in specific, it is the way it is. It's because it's controlled with people with so much money. And everyone that doesn't have money, all these creative talents, young people, and all of these people that would love to get into the art world are unable to. Because we cannot afford it. We cannot be a part of it. And so we end up doing the work that we don't want to do. We end up doing things um, that we don't like. And yeah, it's all of this control freaks um, <laughs> that end up using the art world, uh, this fascinating, you know, um, fascinating industry for so many illegal things. And yeah, it was, I yeah. hope one day, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure all of this will stop because nothing lasts the way nothing lasts forever right nothing um first of all nothing lasts forever and nothing um such as big as this industry is something that can touch every human soul um will continue being corrupt as it is um yeah i, I believe in the in people's power much more than the money and then the the people uh, yeah the people in power yeah um, so hopefully exactly miracles, yeah miracles do happen huh <laughs> yeah i mean we can't go on as as we've been going on you know yeah like we're seeing that the, you know 
the, the climate is, is getting destroyed and the earth is burning, you know, obviously there's, there's good things happening, right? Um, there's good changes happening, but now we're seeing like billionaires like flying away and mm-hmm. leaving the rest of us here. You know? Like, I mm-hmm. feel like what COVID has done, the pandemic has done is really weird. We're starting to see things in a new way and we really can't go on like this. So yeah. I feel like the, the miracle that we're hoping for, you know, isn't that far behind, you know? Uh, I, I believe so too, you know? Yeah. Uh, what would you say, Hava? What would you say to someone that takes an inspiration from some something or someone but ends up copying? What What is your final message? You know, I would say that as long as you're being a decent human being mm-hmm. and you don't claim credit for what you don't have a right to, mm-hmm. by all means, you know, copy like steal you know like try try different things try different styles combine everything under the sun you know that as long as it takes for you to to feel confident and to become your original self to really develop your own style because the world needs that you know there's always going to be somebody in the world that needs what you want to create Mm -hmm. but the second that you claim money for something that you claim credit for something that is when i feel like you need to Really sit down and reevaluate your values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen to that. Amen to that. <laughs> Thank you, Hava. It's been a pleasure having you. Of course. Thank you so much.